Guys, are you worried that you're losing your hair? Do you look in the mirror and see less hair looking back at you? Maybe you're thinking, it's cool, I'll shave it. Or I'll just wear a hat from now on. Or maybe even, I'll just break the bank to get plugs. But before you shave, hide, or replace your hair, have you thought about regrowing it? Because there are effective, FDA-approved treatments that work. One is a prescription clinically proven to prevent further loss. The other is clinically proven to regrow your hair in two to four months. And both are available from Roman for just a dollar a day. Just complete a free online visit. Roman connects you to a U.S. licensed healthcare professional who will work with you to find the best treatment plan. Then Roman sends everything you need right to your door with free shipping and indiscreet packaging. Not just once, but every month. So guys, are you Roman ready for a thicker, fuller head of hair? Go to ro.co slash regrow. Do it today, and Roman will give you 20% off your first order. That's ro.co slash regrow. This is a 30-second stereo radio for Trade School in the Home Depot. Spot code YHTFD00RGA0. Spot title, Project Planning Homeowner 101. So you're ready to tackle a home improvement project on your own. Let's make a plan. Take a free workshop from the Home Depot and get live help from our expert associates. Whether you're upgrading your kitchen or overhauling your bathroom, we'll provide everything you need to get started. You'll know what to look for and what to avoid, so you can take on any project with confidence. Homeowner 101 Livestream Workshops from the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Register now at homedepot.com workshops. Now back to riffing with Raph and AD on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. All right, we're back again. Riffing with Raph and AD Wednesday night, the quickest two hours of the week. I'm here with my guy, AD. Well, are we just unpacking the NIL stuff or are we just saying, oh boy? Man, you know, I'm actually text, I'm, I'm texting Guy back right now. Uh, he just says, big thanks, you guys. Great job, one love. And um, it just, there were so many things that he said. Harrison, I want Harrison to chime in. Harrison had some notes, some things he said. I'm going to have to re listen to it as well um, because there was so much insight in a man who's been in, you now he's worked in, you know, the Big 8, Big 12, Big 10. I think there was another one he worked with in two, but he's been so, his, 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 I want to say his wisdom and his experience is just so broad. So when he's speaking, he's speaking from a place of experience and things that he's done and he saw. Here's what are some points that stuck out to you on what he mentioned today, man, tonight? Yeah, I like the one a lot. He said players are going to start chasing the dollar over the dream. And that one just, I mean, that one kind of hits because once you get all that money, you know, what's left? If you, if you really get like $9 million, it's just going to be a lot unless you're super smart at a young age, know how to invest and grow that money. I mean, you're set with $9 million and I just don't know how much harder you're going to push playing football. That was your dream that got you there. It's going to kind of fall to the wayside. I'm going to play devil's advocate. You know if you don't keep pushing hard, that money's going to disappear because you don't get it anymore. Yeah, it just depends what that first contract looks like, though, you know, because we don't get to see inside the NIL doors what all the, you know, diameters, parameters, I should say, they want to put on it. So if it's like a sign and done, here's your paycheck, that's a problem. If there's at least some system in place that I like what guys said a lot where it's like we're going to invest it and you graduate, you know, finally become an adult 
you feel a lot better about a kid graduating, has his head on straight, and then you give him that money. Right. But we're just, you like you said, you know, you can't really get toothpaste back in the tube once it's out with so. how it's going. So there's no parameters that say you have to do that. I doubt very many, you know, big power five schools are even doing that right now. So it's, I believe in what it says, it's going to be incredibly messy for at least five years trying to figure this all out. I just, you know, I was playing devil's advocate with you on, the, on that side because, like you said, do you lose the hunger? Are you chasing the dollar more than the dream, as Guy said? And I played devil's advocate and saying, well, that maybe he or she knows that that young gal, that young man knows he's going to have to continue. She's going to have to continue to perform at a high rate in order to keep that. But as me and you both know, everybody's different. It's just like adults are different. And we're talking 18-year-old kids. Some of these 17-year-old kids, 19. These are still teenagers, the bottom bottom line. They don't know work ethic really that, that much. Now, what I mean by they don't know work ethic, what I mean like when you're making that type of money. Yeah. The expectations. You know, um, Raph, me and Harrison were talking just even, you know, let's say one of our, let's say one of our top athletes. And we're not going to bring it here. Let's just bring one of your top athletes, guy or girl. Goes to their like go to their place, their hometown that's synonymous like O Street. They go to their O Street in their small town. They get in a fight, and maybe maybe they're not even in the fight. Maybe they're just near the fight. There's one of their friends fighting. They're trying to break it up. You know what? Perfect example. Grant Wistrom. That happened him here at Nebraska. He wasn't even fighting. He was pulling somebody off of someone. Got hit. His name was in the paper. This before this before Snapchat. There was no Instagram. You know, there was no Facebook. There was no Twitter. He got thrown in a situation. All he was doing was breaking up a fight. Now, let's say that same scenario happens at your local Big Ten schools, um, O Street. You know, Wisconsin's got a big area down by their lake. It's really cool. You know, lakes and all the rest of that stuff. Let's say one of their star players. He's by a group that gets an altercation, but this guy's making about two or three million a year. I ain't even talking nine million. That crazy we're talking about only two or three million a year, and you're 19 years <laughs> only old. Two or three. Only two or three, right, Raph? You know, it's like Congress. Billionaire, billionaire, soon we're talking about real money, you know? But let's say, and he's trying to, let's say he's just around some guys, they get into a fight. Maybe his fraternity brothers. Kid takes a swing at him. This guy's trying to defend himself. Harrison, whose name's going to be in the paper? Student athlete, for sure. Yeah, Raph, it's going to be the guy with the money. Guy with the money. Raf, this changes dynamics up big time. What do you think? Uh, well, it, al- it already had been. You know, it's always been like that. You know, every every story in the newspaper starts with former Nebraska football player. Yep. Former Nebraska football player. Yep. Now you're added, now you're added more money to that mix. Oh, gosh. It's, it's, it's dangerous. I mean, you've really got it. Be careful even more than, than you have before because there's going to be people out there looking for, you know, today's world is a Sue happy world. So you can't tell me there's not people out there going, well, I pick a fight with so-and-so. I sue them, you know, maybe a million there. Hey, we're good, you know. Harrison. So it's, it's a crazy, crazy world we live in. Raph, you brought up a great point. Harrison, what was me? You know, I was just talking about during that last break. Uh, with the guys uh, getting in a fight or – your targets now. Yeah. Well, it's just the thing. Like, if uh, I'm, I'm not saying Iowa fans would do this, but if you're an Nebraska player making one mil, two mil, whatever, uh, and then the guy you're in Iowa, and you're say you're out with the guys or whatever, and you know they see you and they, like you said, a little bit of liquid courage involved. Yep. You're gonna have to really bite your tongue a lot. Yep. Think about spring breaks from here on out. How oh, that yeah. changes everything. Because you can tell these guys and these gals are athletes. First of all, they don't look like the average person. Okay, you can tell these are athletes. Oh, and all it takes is they're on Snapchat. Take a quick look. Oh, this is such and such. 
guess how much money he's getting? How much money she makes? Well, let's go start something. Yeah. I just think, and Raph, like you said, it's not, you know, you know, Jason Smith knows Husker Jason Smith or Hawkeye, whatever the first name. It just changes. I think it changes. It really, and this is going to sound foolish, but it's the truth. It's the truth. It's taken the innocence of college sports away. I really think we have diluted and we have stripped the innocence of college sports because now, let's be honest, guys, this is no longer college sports. This is amateur sports. Actually, this is semi-pro is what we're looking at right now. These guys are making more than amateurs. You know, these girls are making more than that. I really think we have really stolen the innocence of college athletics. Do you want any insight? Uh, share some insight. Share some comments. Call into the Lincoln Hanover line at 402-464-5685. Shoot us a text on the starter. Heyman text line 402-464-5685. The innocence of college sports is gone. You know, one of the things that guys said too, uh, Harrison Raffi mentioned that, um, you know, who's going to be there when the fall comes? <laughs> who's going to be there when the fall comes? Because there's going to be some fa- there's going to be some falls. There's going to be some people that are going to flat yep. fall on their flat. F- fall flat right on their face they're gonna have a lot of leeches around them because think about this you have guys and gals uh the moment they get that big contract going pro my dad not when they're turning 18 or have six hats you know on a desk and they're playing you know the old game of the price is right with the walnut under the coconut and decide what school they're gonna go to you know i'm from the back of the day where you just you just sent in a fax like this is where i'm going to school now go play football go play basketball volleyball whatever it may be i know times change so i'm not trying to make it seem like everything should be like back in the day what I'm simply saying is don't strip away these kids' innocence when they get there right away. Raph, here's my point with this, man. Here's my point with this. When you look at how things are right now, okay, who is going to be there around them when the leeches come? How? Let's say, Raph, you have a, you have a, um, uh, a son or a daughter. Uh, you, for, I'm, just saying, say, I'm just saying for the sake of size. People on TV, uh, people that are watching or listening, or may not be listening, don't know that you're 6'7", you know, I don't know, 250, 260, 280, whatever the heck you weigh, but you're a big dude. So we're gonna you're say so you got a <laughs> I'm going to say you got a son that plays, uh, you know, quarterback, D-line. doesn't matter. doesn't matter position. How would you handle that as a parent? Definitely, it goes goes back to how you've raised them. They've got to have strong roots because this money, it's, but it's, it's so crazy. This isn't just like affecting just the player. This is like, we were talking the other day, it's generational money that it, you're, you've got, you got to make sure your family's well-grounded because like, like guy said, he's seen families that had took money from the, you know, Lost money, gained money, build it back again. So it's not just the the these players that are coming to college that need to be grounded and need to have, you know, a good sense of management of their money. It's these families because it it goes all the way around. It, it's it's a, it's scary. I mean, the money's great, you know, it's changing a lot of people's lives. But on the other hand, that money is going to ruin a lot of people's lives too, because I just keep on thinking how many players in the past 20 or 30 years came in, came in Nebraska football. We'll just use them since that's our kind of our wheelhouse, but how many four and five-star players came to Nebraska and they were going to be the next Mike Rozier. Hmm. They were going to be the next. And four years later, we never heard a peep from them. 
or they never even made it out of their first year. Mm-hmm. Well, now you've got these NIL, I guess you call them donors or whatever, that are giving out this money before they even step on campus. Before they even step and, on. And if they don't get anything from this money, I mean, I'm sorry, there's, there's got to be a little, you know, I don't know if it, get the money back or are these like that quarterback that signed with Miami, like 9 million, 9 million. Is that like, like Harrison said, is it 9 million right up front? Is it 3 million a year or 2 point, what, 2.5, 2.3? Is it per year? How does that work? Because these NIL people are not going, if they're not getting anything for their money, they're not going to give the money. That's where Nebraska is blessed right now because the NIL money that some of these incoming players are probably getting is probably really good money. But the performance that we've had over the past, you know, 15, 20 years or mm-hmm. four years, there's not many schools that are giving that type of money that have had the record that we've had. And that's where Nebraska is really lucky because this could have really played out bad for Nebraska if this NIL would have came around and we wouldn't have not been one of those schools that's able to you know, get, you know, decent NIL deals to these players to get them coming in. Because at the end of the day, it's, it is about, about, as Dion would say, it's about the money, you know, you know, you, Absolutely. you're going to look for your best deal. You know, on here, we, I'm going to a few of the comments that are on here, man, which has been really good. Um, you know, uh, Ronald, David Russell, David, appreciate you, man, for listening in, brother. You got a great point. David Russell says they will miss out on key relationship building skills that can carry them into a career, perhaps thinking the money will carry them. And that's a great point. Just because, and Donald, wait for what you said. That shows when Guy was talking about the importance of relationships, you know, establishing relationships. Um, the, uh, the particular athlete we're talking about, Agamakon Sue didn't have $2.6 million at the time that they were having those relationships and those conversations, and they were building up relationships, teaching these kids skills, because eventually the ball stops bouncing. Eventually the bats stop cracking. Eventually you're not swimming anymore. Eventually you're not playing ball anymore. Eventually the applause stop. And when it stops, who's going to be around? And when it stops... Unless you're one of the top, you know, 0.1% or whatever that is, the money usually stops at that point too. You know, at least if you were playing the pro side. And even the, now, you think about this. Now the money stops for many of these, for the majority of them, at least this type of money, even when they leave college. Think about that. We're talking about an issue that normally people in the pros deal with after they had, you know, maybe three to four years if they're average pro player. We're talking football. Basketball, I think, is three as well. Um, you think about this. These guys and gals are having to make decisions that usually seasoned pros make when they're late 20s, even 30s. Now when they're 22, the money stops from the NIL if they didn't invest it right. Because like you said, Raph, and, and the guy I brought up, listen, in my family, we didn't know an accountant. We didn't have a banker. You know what? We didn't have a lawyer. You know, we didn't, we didn't, have, we didn't well, have much. You will here in a few years. Yes. But, my, but growing up, my dad... Taught me when I first started my business. He said, son, get in a, a relationship with a banker. Not just driving through the drive through No, a relationship with a banker. Having a relationship with an accountant. Having a relationship with an attorney. Those three relationships have been invaluable to me. Invaluable. Because there's certain things I just didn't know. Now, can you imagine an 18 years old and you hand me, I'm not even saying $9 million, Hand me 80000 at 18, 19? Hand me 100000 
How am I going to manage that money? Okay. So, you know, David brought up a good point. I appreciate that, David, man. Uh, like you mentioned, the relationships, this maturity. Akum, as always, man, appreciate the, the love as far as the great content. Um, you always with us, man. I uh, appreciate you, man. Um, let me see. We got here. Chad Baker. Brother, I appreciate it, man. Me and Raph, we like to bring great content. Harrison has helped us out tremendously all the time with insight. And Guy Rogier, really, when you have that much insight, you just ask the questions and you just shut up and sit back and let them do what they do. And Akam, as we would say in Coming to America, I am very happy to be here. So I just want to put that in there, too. <laughs> it was only a matter of time. It was only a matter of time. <laughs> so let's think about this as we, as we talk about NIL, because this is something we're going to discuss quite often. You know, Harrison, and I think, I don't think, Harrison and Raph, you both brought this up. Me and Harrison talked about this at the break. I would be interested in having a good representative sample in the next three years. Okay? The impact of NIL on student-athletes. And I would say, I would say, I would say this. I would say three areas. I would say psychological. I would say physically. And I would say financially. How did they fare out psychologically, financially, and phys- you know on the field play? Was it so? I, I think two years is too short. You got you got to have, you have a longer time to kind of look at the data. I would say at least minimum three years to do a study on those, and we can even add more categories as far as those are just ones I'm thinking. First, I'll probably just say on the field uh, did they perform? You know because that's why they're getting paid. Psychologically, would that money do to them? Okay, physically, psychologically, and then I would say financially. How did they manage or mismanage that money? Do we have enough checks and balances in place right now to help them spend that money appropriately? Do they have the financial literacy? Have they surrounded themselves with folks to help mold and shape them to be able to make that money go longer than their four or five year career? So those are the things I'd be interested to see. You know what those numbers would look like uh, of how we would um, how we how they would manage that. So. There's a lot to go on with it, man. It's a lot to unpack. Guy did a heck of a job on unpacking a lot of it tonight. Which leads me to the next point, Rab. I've been thinking about this, man, a lot. All right? Like I mentioned, me and uh, um, I share with some of the folks, but some of you I didn't share. I had an opportunity to visit with Coach Osborne uh, at his office today. Uh, my son Keenan drew an amazing picture of, of him um, using just digital art or something like that. If you're an Instagram person, go to KWD kwd.art again it's kwd.art and see some of his artwork dudes does a great job a great job on it but if you're an instagram person again it's kwd k as in kite uh w as in wacko that's probably a bad example w as in wacko <laughs> and d as in davis to check out some of that piece well we we went up to coach osborne's office and had him sign some of those and uh just got a lot of his insight and i'm not going to share a lot tonight because he's going to be a guest for ours here in the near future rap i'm going to get his insight Raph, he said some things that were just like, wow, and spot on. This, this, this whole conference refigurations that's going on right now, Raph, it is just, it's blowing me away, bro. It's, it's blowing me away. And I think even before I get it, you know, we'll talk about Nebraska recruits next, after that, but I just think about this, and I put down here, Raph, if you're Notre Dame, what do you do? Harrison. If you're Notre Dame, what do you do? Check this out. This came in. I was researching this up online. Uh, Sports Illustrated's Pat Ford. This was a source close to the school's knowledge at Notre Dame. Tells uh, Sports Illustrated's Pat Ford uh, their main priorities remain independent football from you know right now. 
Uh, it says, but the instability of the entire landscape remains a concern and could further affect the Irish outlook. Two areas to monitor the fates of the college football playoff in Atlantic East Coast Conference. So if the college football playoff and the ACC, that's concerning them right now. Because if one or both of those collapse, Notre Dame is in trouble. If one of those collapses, Notre Dame is in trouble. and They could be compelled to go to the Big Ten. Because where else would you go besides the ACC? Now, they've already been saying we want to be independent, we want to be independent. Everybody thinks NBC, and I did for a long time, it was paying them all this money. Compared to what they could get in the Big Ten, NBC is kind of like NET. I, they don't knock another network. This is like a small town network, I'll put it that way. It's like a local or a statewide uh, network compared to what they can get with this. If one or both collapses, Notre Dame could be compelled into the Big Ten per its current contract. The playoffs cease to exist. Think about this. If it ceases to exist in 2026, that's in four years. Actually, not even really three and a half years when you're looking at right now. So if, here's the deal. If the Big Ten and SEC separate themselves from the rest of the sport, Ford writes, then Notre Dame could be forced to join a conference in order to preserve a path toward a national championship. Harrison, be on deck to answer that. Raph, if you're Notre Dame, do you wait it out and see what happens? Or do you be proactive and say, you know what? Although we've had some beef with the Big Ten years ago, which I found that out, I need to swallow my pride so we don't get locked out of this thing. Or do you say, we're going to visit, see what the ACC is talking about? Because to me, those are the only two viable options, ACC or Big Ten. You're not going to the Big East. You know, you're not going to, you're not going to uh, the SEC. That ain't happening. And you're definitely not going to the Pac-12. They're limping. And my next point, the Big 12, no, which we'll get to next. Rav, here's your next on this. Folks, you want to comment, please go to the Sardar Hammond hotline, 402-464-5685. Would you, if you're Notre Dame, do you sit and wait? Or are you going to be proactive? Rav, what do you do? Uh, if I'm Notre Dame, I'm proactive. I think I join the Big Ten tomorrow. Tomorrow? You said tomorrow. <laughs> I mean, it's – I just don't see any way for them to – to either. I don't think there's any other way that they can go. I mean, I guess they could go the SEC or something like that. Nah. But for where they want to be as a football team, right now – it's the mega it's the mega conferences it's that's it's going to take over the world i mean it's there's no really in between about it and and you got to look at Notre Dame's schedule through the years it's you know point. they play USC well that that game's going to probably be done unless they played an early conference game at the beginning of the year yep they got oh, I, I forgot who they they but they've got other traditional games that they play but having these mega conferences like the Big Ten, they're going to kick they're them gonna, out. They're going to have to play conference games to get to find you know true conference winners, and however they're going to play it out. I've heard like four quads. I, so if you're going to have four quads, and you're going to have to have a kind of a mini playoff to get to the championship game in the Big Ten. So if you're Notre Dame, you're going to lose a lot of quality games, and what will happen is maybe they can add a bunch of you know mid majors and stuff like that. Well, they're not going to have the power in their schedule. So every year they'll be running. You know, maybe they'll be undefeated, but they'll be rated eighth or ninth because their strength schedule won't be there. Their strength of schedule is going to take a massive hit if, they, if they're not proactive. Because you know what's going to happen? The Big Ten's going to say, we're not playing you. No conference games here. Then you get kicked out of that. They don't, you don't have games there. The ACC says, yeah, you can't play us. Who are you going to play? Who are you going to play? You know? Go ahead. Harrison, what do you, if you're Notre Dame, you're the AD, the board of directors, you're that, that trustees, what do you do? Do you wait 
and say we're just going to wait and see what happens. You say the heck with that. We're going to be proactive. Yeah, I think I'm with Raph on this. Uh, as much as you hate it, you you probably just sign up for it. You maybe wait for a glimmer of hope, but I think that's all they're trying to do was like, is this going to really happening? Is not happening this fast? But they're going to have to do something. Cause like you said, if they don't join the Big Ten, Big Ten's not going to want to play them games or mm-hmm. not. They're going to be like, nope, sorry, don't fit in the schedule. it means nothing to the Big Ten games. No, it means nothing to them. They don't need it. ACC would be their next bet. It'd be interesting to see if they can get any of those in, but they'd have to be early, like you said. Yes. And then you're left with the crippling Pac-12. A lot of your big games, like Raph was saying, where you're trying to play those California teams, those are gone. You're you're strapped. I I agree. You go undefeated, you're looking, you know, five through ten at best. Yep. But I think they're just gonna have to do it. Think about this, you guys. For years, oh gosh, who has been the team's um Give me a hint. It's not Idaho. It's the team. Boise State. Boise State. That's exactly what I'm looking for. Boise State, because of strength of schedule, was getting screwed a lot over the over the past 15 years. But because you look at their schedule, now they did, they did, they did beat Oklahoma though. Yep. They did beat OU though. <laughs> Akum comes in with a point here in the draft. He goes, in the words of coming to America, it's all about donations, donations. That's why these teams are leaving. It's donations and donations. But Boise State has historically fell in that same position, that same predicament, because they're, they're, they didn't belong to a huge conference. It was like the Big Sky or something crazy yeah, like that. Sky. You know, no one's taking it. There's no knock against the Big Sky, but we're talking about college playoffs. We're talking about playoffs. Playoffs? We're talking about playoffs. If you're Boise State, you're not going to be taken legitimately because they're looking at your strength of schedule. Notre Dame will find themselves in a similar predicament because the Big Ten's going to say, either join us or no, you're not playing you. ACC are the same situation. So they're gonna, I think they're going to be forced to join one or the other. The Pac-12, the Pac-12 is on CPR right now. CPR. Because who are they going to poach from? Think about this. You've lost, you lost two of your, 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 your pillars. I never thought I would see USC and UCLA, which was basically they were, they're their own institutions, if you would, leave to go join a conference that is halfway across the United States. And some of the games, the same people in your conference, they are, you're on the Pacific Ocean, they're on the Atlantic. You, I, I just don't understand how Notre Dame, how they, I, I, how they don't join another, how they don't join a conference. I just don't know how they escape it, man. I, I don't know how they escape it. Ronald Raff here says, "Does the, that mean the Big Ten controls what happens in college football, Mister Raff? It doesn't, but I tell you what, they're dang near close. They're dang near close because when you have uh, those TV money, those can you those TV deals." are going to be astronomical. They're only going to get bigger. They're going to get bigger. When does anyone watch cable anymore? No one watches cable. Live sports. That's it. That's it. You're not going to – you're streaming everything but sports. But sports. That's why the deals just go up and up and up. And, and here's you bring up a good point. Because the advertisers and the networks know they're going to have a captive audience because it's a live event, the money they're going to pay for advertising space – Hence the money that the, the networks are going to – first of all, the money the networks are going to charge them for that advertising space. And then the money that, uh, that they're going to pay the colleges for being a peer. Dude, you're talking like dang near Super Bowl proportion type money. And that's realistic because that's huge money. You have, it's kind of like uh, how Netflix was doing during COVID. You know what I'm saying? Everybody was home. Everybody was tuned in. And you're watching and streaming movies. This right here, people know – it's going to be a live event. Oh, it's going to be this. Okay, perfect example. 
Perfect example. I'm gonna read this real quick. Our trusty Lindy's. Now check this out. Now you think about this. Top twelve conference games. Okay. October eighth, Texas A and M at Alabama. Now you now you know that there might be a brawl during that game. All right. Texas A and M at Alabama, October eighth. November twenty sixth, Michigan at Ohio State. November nineteenth, Miami at Clemson. October eighth, Texas versus Oklahoma. The Red River Shootout, of course. October fifteenth, USC at Utah. The 19th of November, Oklahoma State at Oklahoma, Bedlam. October 8th, Ohio State at Michigan State. November 5th, Alabama at LSU. November 26th, Auburn, Alabama, the, you know, the Iron Bowl. November 19th, USC at UCLA. Now just think about that. UCLA, USC, UCLA, November 19th. November 26th, LSU at AM. October 29th, Georgia versus Florida in Jacksonville. I read those to tell you this. When they establish those conferences, people are going to be going nuts to watch these games in the next year or two because there's no place to see it. I don't see how Notre Dame escapes this. We'll come back and talk more about the Fighting Irish, but I'm sure the Fighting Irish better be fighting like crazy to get into a conference or they're just going to be fighting amongst themselves. Nine people went seven a ticket with Rhythm Raff and AD. We'll be right back and talk some more. Where does Notre Dame go? In business, Deloitte sees two approaches to innovation. People who look at the new technologies and changes swirling around them and wonder what's possible, and people who use cloud to engineer it. Creating new revenue with industry cloud platforms, optimizing costs through multi-cloud adoption, and adopting technologies from AI to edge. Join the innovators. Start at Deloitte.com slash US slash cloud and get the end-to-end services you need to get the cloud value you expect. Deloitte. This is a 30 second stereo radio for Trade School in the Home Depot. Spot code YHTFD00RGA0. Spot title Project Planning Homeowner 101. So you're ready to tackle a home improvement project on your own. Let's make a plan. Take a free workshop from the Home Depot and get live help from our expert associates. Whether you're upgrading your kitchen or overhauling your bathroom, we'll provide everything you need to get started. You'll know what to look for and what to avoid, so you can take on any project with confidence. Homeowner 101 Livestream Workshops from the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Register now at homedepot.com slash workshops. 